the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Moss, and also with uh, my mentor, Mr. Smith, a scholar in his own rights, <laughs> uh, producer of the Treasury of Scripture Knowledge, as a long of a, that's along with a lot of other things, uh, deals with apologetics and biblical studies in general, and right now, He's talking about uh, biblical guidance, how to be guided by the Word of God, which is definitely something that's good for pastors who engage in any kind of pastoral counseling uh, uh, to, uh, to know and understand. So we're going to turn it over to uh, uh, Mr. Smith. How are you doing? Very well, Pastor Moss. Thank you once again for inviting me to be on your program. It's a real privilege. But it's a privilege definitely to, to have you, and uh, I've got my uh, ink pen, so I'm sure that a lot of people that are listening are taking notes on what you say, just like I am, so, so, uh, so take it away. All right, here we go. For those who find it inconvenient to take notes because they're driving or something like that, just remember that this information is posted on my www.realbiblestudy.com website. That's realbiblestudy.com. And when you go to the page on the right-hand side, there's a section called Recent Articles, another section called Categories, and below that are the archives of all the posts from the most recent one to the first one. And if you scroll down to October of 2017 and click on that, it'll open a page, and the article is right there on top. 
So it is on the Internet, but I want to share it with the audience because not everybody uses the Internet or remembers the web address. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking this time about the dangers of false guidance from various sources. And I've got a list of about 15 or 16 of them. I thought my list wasn't that long, but it's as long as some of the lists I gave in the previous three parts. So I guess we better dig right in. All right. It sounds good. The first uh, danger is the careless handling and incorrect understanding and application of God's written word. Hmm. One of the most interesting cases is found in Judges 60, I mean 6, verse 40. And that verse says, And God did so that night, for it was dry upon the fleece only, and there was dew on all the ground. Now the point is, Gideon wanted to be sure that God was guiding him and that he had the message straight, I suppose. And Uh so he asked one time to have the fleece dry and the ground wet, and the other time to have the fleece wet and the ground dry. And God graciously accommodated his request. But that's a very dangerous principle because it's nowhere repeated in the Word of God, nowhere commended in the Word of God in our in the Bible. And uh, I don't suggest you follow that principle. That would be similar to just opening the Bible at random and hoping for a verse to pop out to speak to you. Uh, that's not a very good principle of careful Bible study. You really want to study verses in context and not think that there's random chance is going (laughs) to work out for you. Well, I've seen people who actually tried to practice that, though. And I had to tell them, I said, Gideon, you know, he did it, but never was this laid down as something where you test God in this way. That's right. Now, there's another interesting case. We might have to spend a whole program on this one sometime, if you're willing. And uh-huh. that is, in Judges 11.35, it's, it's talking about <clears throat> Jephthah, who had made a vow that if God made, allowed him to be victorious in his battle plans, that he would sacrifice the first person that came out of his home. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's that's a very difficult one. And that whole 11th chapter of Judges is quite fascinating. And as I remarked before to you about this passage, he was no slouch when it came to Bible study. He had studied the laws of Moses very carefully, but he slipped up and missed one. I'll say that much. And, uh, and misapplied it. And there is still controversy as to whether he followed through with an actual human sacrifice of his daughter or whether something else was done. And sometime we can dig into that more deeply. But the point is you've got to be very careful that you're understanding the Bible correctly or you may end up being kind of foolish or doing something that's not right. Wow. And uh, my... Mark 9.43 is an instance of that, and that is, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. 
No, you really are, Jesus isn't really asking you to cut your hand off. You, <laughs> right. have to, you have to take the context to see that he's using a figure of speech, so to speak, to provide great emphasis to say how important it is not to go into hell. And by the way, hell is eternal, because otherwise, why would it say in the fire that never shall be quenched? Yeah. Some folks yeah. don't believe that, but the scripture is very plain on that issue as well. Yeah, seven damages, Jehovah's Witnesses are completely wrong. Yeah. The real principle you should follow is Second Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And the context also of Second Peter 2.3.17. But he says, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. Now, I put a note in the new treasury, Pastor Moss. You might want to check it out sometime. At okay. Genesis twenty-four forty-four, And it has to do with the subject of chance. Does the Bible accommodate chance anywhere? And I have a book in my library up here by a guy whose last name is Carr, Arthur Carr, I think. And he, he wrote an essay about the exclusion of chance from the Bible. And that was, that's quite a Bible study he did in, in that chapter. And I kind of summarize his findings in my note at Genesis 24:44. And uh, wow. you'll find games of chance and all the rest of it that relates to that are not scriptural at all. You shouldn't be buying lottery tickets. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Yep. Now, the second one is the itching ear syndrome, seeking guidance until you find the advice you want to hear. We <laughs> well, won't practice that. We saw that in 1 Kings twelve nine, where he said unto them, What counsel give ye that we may answer this people who have spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke which thy father did put on us lighter. And he listened to the older people first to guide them, his, his father's counselors, and he went to the people his own age and listened to them and chose their advice. And there he made a bad mistake. In Second Timothy 4, 3, it tells us, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts or desires shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, go where you hear what you want to hear rather than what the plain word of God has to say, which sometimes steps on people's toes. Uh, isn't that what we see a lot of today, the itching ear syndrome? I really think so. It's widespread, I'm sure. And, and I'm, I'm shocked by the number of uh, 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 preachers and pastors uh, that I watch on television sometimes, and they, they, they talk a good game, but they don't have their Bibles. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah, it's amazing. You know, what I have open right here is what? A Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Several of them. <laughs> Downstairs, I have a whole stack of them. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, to me, I, I don't see it. You know, um, my orientation from, from you and from others, you always preach from the Bible. Yep, that's an important principle. You know, sometimes I've gone to services and the pastor spends a lot of time talking about sports and various other things, but not expounding the Scripture. Yeah. And I really think they ought to stick to the Bible and let these other things take care of themselves, for yeah. the most part. Second Chronicles 13.7 is the focal point of the next point, and that is we have getting advice from wrong friends. And Second Chronicles 13.7 says, And there are gathered unto him vain men, the children of Belial, and have strengthened themselves against Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, when Rehoboam was young and tender-hearted and could not withstand them. That has to do with what they call today peer pressure, I would suppose. Okay. And uh, that's a very dangerous thing to just do things because all your friends do it. Wow. I agree with God's word. And what kind of friend should you seek? You find that in Psalm 119, verse 63. I am a companion of all them that fear thee, and of them that keep thy precepts. That is an excellent verse and a powerful verse. Let me say it again. I am a companion of all them that fear thee, and of them that keep thy precepts. Wow. Those, those that, are the kinds of friends you want to find. That's right. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the kind of uh, fellowship you want to have is with, with Christians. I, I guess that the, uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure of it, that the reason why we want to maintain uh, contact with those who are not Christians is to bring them to the Lord. But in terms of our friends that we, you know, get advice from and fellowship from, it, it's got to be a Christian. That's right. Now, there's a verse that I think the King James translators, unknown to them at the time, messed up for future readers. I'm sure when they translated it, it it made some sense in their day, but you read it in our day, and I don't think it makes much sense to most readers of the King James Version. Let's read the verse. Don't mess with my King James. I agree. I support the King James thoroughly. But here's one where you really need help. 1 Corinthians 15.33 Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Now explain that one while I look for a modern version, Pastor Moss. What do you think it means? Now, don't put me on the spot now. <laughs> you always used to do that when I was in school with you. <laughs> yeah. But, All uh, right. Well, now, I'll, I'll point I'll in the outline so I can just click on the verse and go right to it. No, but you... But I and then uh, I will read it to you from a modern English version, and you'll get the point right quick. Okay. Y- using the contemporary English version, it says, Don't fool yourselves. Bad friends will destroy you. Mm, okay. Well, that sounds a lot like, in fact, that's stronger, but it sounds like uh, what it says here in King James, be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. Yeah. 
Now, let me read it to you from another modern English translation that often sticks closer to the text, and that's God's Word translation, and it says, Don't let anyone deceive you. Associating with bad people will ruin decent people. Wow. Mm -hmm. So now I think it helps sometimes, Pastor Moss, to check out modern English translations to clarify oh, yeah. what the King James must have meant in its day, but the words have changed, and as we read it, they aren't always as clear as they would have been back then to us. Well, I'll tell you what, though, in my mind, those three are very close to pretty much saying the same thing uh, in terms of uh, evil communications. Of course, it comes from your, the associates who are evil. So you're right. The, uh, uh, so that's the focus of the other versions, which is, which is good. But... Um, uh, it seems as if here is telling us uh, we have to beware of evil communi communications, and they come from being with people who shouldn't be your friends, and they're practicing evil already, seems like here. Yep, wrong friends can really mess you up. <laughs> the fourth point is inexperienced and unqualified individuals, often young, and I'll read you First Timothy 3.6, not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. And those individuals who lack the necessary discernment, and we've seen that in the First Kings passage we've been uh, tied to here for the subject of guidance, and the young men that were grown up with him, First Kings 12.10, spake unto him, saying, Thus shalt thou speak unto this people that spake unto thee, saying, Thy father made our yoke heavy, but make thou it lighter unto us. Thus shalt thou say unto them, My little finger shall be thicker than my, and the text breaks off here, but it's like my father's whole body is about what it says. In Second uh, Timothy 3.14 it says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that was the advice being given to young Timothy by the Apostle Paul. Hebrews 5.14 says, But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. In Hebrews 13.7, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. That word was used back then in what we would say manner of life, lifestyle. Wow, well, a lot of emphasis is put on the verses that you're giving uh, to uh, listening to uh, your elders, those who know more than you, and then uh, not a novice, at least being in, I'm, I'm uh, still stuck on that one, that one is just, uh, you, you, you encounter this so much, not a novice, at least being lifted up with pride, uh, uh, that they fall into condemnation of the devil. Where uh, I've met some folks who, uh, you know, just start reading the Bible, and within two days they think they know everything. Okay? Uh, <laughs> yep. I've seen it, it amazes me. I am just flabbergasted. Me, I, I always took a very humble approach. When I went to class, I wanted my teachers to teach me. I didn't want to teach my teachers. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I see the opposite happening, and it, uh, it's amazing how the, being a novice, a young uh, a believer, if you're not careful, 
uh, pride can get a hold of you. And it seems like um, that's one of the things that can stop you from getting proper guidance as well. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I've seen it in very living color, so to speak, firsthand. And it can lead to great disaster, sometimes right then. But in the case I'm thinking of, it brought disaster many years later as well. And I still have to keep those folks in prayer that somehow, if it's the Lord's will, he'll straighten them out. Mm, what happened? Can you tell us a little bit about it without the yeah, name? There was a young, uh, back in the time when they had the Jesus movement that was popular, you remember that, I'm sure. It was uh-huh. the very time you were attending CAS. Okay. And this young man came to our little church there on south, in southwest Detroit, and he, he was very zealous for the Lord, no question about it. But he stood up in the middle of the church service and said that he felt that uh, what was being preached just simply wasn't relevant to what the people needed, and the pastor needed to to go a different direction. Wow. And various other odd things like that he would use, just almost... I'm going to use the word spontaneously, but there's another word that's in the back of my head, but it won't come out fast enough to use it now. Uh-huh. But many years later, uh, I, I kept in touch with them for many, many years. And uh, he divorced his wife and mm-hmm. left her kind of stranded. And she actually has had to hide from him because of apparently threats made against her life. I don't know. Uh, wow. And uh, so I've lost contact with both him and his wife. Well, that's a lot of pride to stand up at a service and criticize the leader. Wow. Yeah. Man. So sometimes they're young and zealous, but they're still immature. And they need to grow in, in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, amen to that. <laughs> well, the sixth point on, on my outline is basing our thinking on artificial categories either imposed upon Scripture or Christian experience, such as the distinction of sacred and secular. And uh, I guess in some circles, from what I read when I put these notes together, called and voluntary Christian service. But these are distinctions not taught in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Next point, point number seven, wrongly weighting factors in determining God's guidance. Certain factors are readily subject to misinterpretation, such as circumstances. And you remember when David encountered Saul in the cave and cut a piece off of his clothing. And uh-huh. later when Saul left, held it up for him to see that David could have taken his life but fortunately, he didn't do it. That's right. So some of his men suggested, here he is, you got him. You know, it's the Lord's will for you to be the next king. But he didn't feel he should be doing that to Saul, that the Lord would work it out some other way. And uh-huh. I'm glad David had good judgment in that instance. And yeah, sometimes that was- the feeling of peace can be deceiving, too. Ezekiel 13.10 says, because even... Because even because they have seduced my people, saying peace, and there was no peace. 
And the feeling of peace can be extremely subjective and can be affected by our present physical state of health. Guidance must be based upon wisdom and sound principles properly weighted and applied without haste. Proverbs 19.2, also that the soul be without knowledge, it is not good. And he that hasteth with his feet sinneth. Proverbs 28.22, he that hasteth to be rich hath an evil eye and considereth not that poverty shall come upon him. And one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, especially when studied with its cross-references, Colossians 1.10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. And then a wonderful promise, James 1.5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Wow. That's some good stuff. Now, you need to stay away from all occult practices. We see that in Isaiah 8, 19. And when they shall say to you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God? for the living to the dead. So we don't go by horoscopes and all that other stuff. I mean, this, Mr. Smith, what do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about the Halloween celebrations? I don't think Christians should be actively participating in that. That's mm-hmm. a high holiday for the devil's crowd, if you study into it somewhat. And I think it's a poor testimony and also could possibly lead some to think because of its innocence they might be lured into something they really shouldn't have anything to do with. Uh, You know, I agree with you 100% on that. Yeah, I do. As one who grew up with my parents, you know, they didn't mind. But they did not know uh, that when I was uh, at the age of like 13 and 14, because of the Halloween celebration, I was getting drawn uh, into the occult. A lot of occult things... uh, uh, occurring around that time. Yep. You know, there's a verse, and I think it's Jeremiah 10, verse 2, that says, learn not the way of the heathen. And if you study the history of practices in Halloween, though they may seem innocent to the ordinary person reading just on the surface, it violates that verse. And I think God's Word tells us these things so that we can be cautious and not get involved in something that would get us deeply into trouble, way beyond what you would ever expect. I'm just going to tell you, Pastor Moss, and I'm sure you know as well as I do, maybe better, that when you start dealing with the occult, you can get into some real hassles. I had a wonderful black student in my uh, honors English class at CAS for 12th grade, I think it was, And, you know, they had to do research papers, and she asked if she could do a research paper on, I think it was the occult, but it may have been more specific than that, but that's the basic subject she was going after. And then she told me, Mr. Smith, I can't find anything hardly in the library about this this subject. And I said, well, I've got a good many books on the subject that are from a Christian standpoint. If you want to read them, you can, and I'll bring them and loan them to you. And she wrote a nice term paper. And then one time, after she had submitted it, and I graded it and handed back her paper and all that, I asked her, did you ever encounter anything negative 
during the time you were working on that paper. And she said, oh, Mr. Smith, I certainly did. And then she told me of some awful things that had happened to her. Well, Mr. Yeah. Smith, we got an in there. In fact, uh, I was getting so entranced, I forgot our time went by so fast. But, wow, that's something. And uh, uh, your warning is uh, well to be taken. Stay away from the occult. And uh, Halloween, uh, uh, the mask, is that behind the Halloween practices can be a lot of occultic things. Listen, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Smith. All right, we'll we continue where we left off next time. That's right. We'll be looking out for it. God bless you. We thank you. Everyone, that's Mr. Smith. Great job. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Eleanor Barker won silver with her cycling team at the Tokyo Summer Olympics, and she was pregnant when she did it. This will be the first baby for Eleanor and her husband, Casper. She posted pictures on her Instagram account and said that in the last image with her team wearing their silver medals, she had the positive pregnancy test in her pocket. Eleanor publicly thanked the female athletes before her who paved the way for pregnant women to compete and win. Pregnant female athletes face intense pressure to abort their babies under the false assumption they must choose between their careers or their children. As more women come forward, that pressure will lose steam and more women will have it all, their medals and their babies. Congratulations, Eleanor. Well done. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen size premium. Premium. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code run to win You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dreams bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, and use the promo code run to win at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Chris McCourtney, team leader at Salem, Detroit, and Salem Surround, the fastest-growing digital ad agency in southeastern Michigan for sure. We've leveraged our long history here in Detroit and need great people with big goals and big ideas to help our partners get to their goals for 2021. Call or text me at 248-765-4388, and let's connect. We'll talk about excellence in executing for our multimillion-dollar clients and our SMBs, too. We're looking for leaders who want to grow with a fast-paced company. Selling experience is preferred but not required. Leadership and a hunger to be the best, that's not optional. We've got a solid, successful team, and we're looking to get even better. Is that you? Call or text me at 248-765-4388. That's 248-765-4388. Salem Surround is an equal opportunity employer.
That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Thank God for Mr. Smith. Just an excellent job breaking everything down. And uh, we do encourage you to avoid uh, Halloween uh, and to, if your church is having some alternative, which focuses on the Word of God, it would be wonderful. Um, uh, definitely, we are having uh, an apologetics uh, seminar, apologetic boot camp, which takes place on uh, October 30th, October 30th. Uh, and we encourage you to come. It's going to be a Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, 10709 Grand River. Dealing with the devil is what it's all about. That's what it's going to be dealing with. Uh, and that's going to be on the 30th, and uh, Sunday is the 31st. Oh, I think that's a horrible day for Halloween to fall on. But we're not interested in Strictly Biblical in the occult, but coming against the occult. So dealing with the devil, uh, tw- uh, $20 t- uh, tuition for the Apologetic Conference. We've got a handout for you that will do you well in dealing with the enemy. All right. Number to call here, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, looking still at the book of Genesis. And as I say, some of the material here, uh, we're going to uh, look over in a sense, uh, the, uh, the, especially when we have uh, all of the... Uh, uh, the the uh, data which has uh, who begat who and <laughs> the chronology, we will uh, no doubt uh, not look at that closely. We're going to get the big items as we go through uh, uh, the book of Genesis. But at the same time, we're going to look at the difficulty in dealing with some of the theology that is here, and we'll be looking at other places in the Bible where it gives, uh, gives us insight into what's happening in Genesis. Okay? Uh, in fact, the book of Genesis can take you all through the Bible, even as far as the book of Revelation. And we may begin that uh, as we look at it today. So what we need to do is go back to Noah, all right? Uh, the flood is over, okay? And God has made some promises to them. We see in Genesis chapter 9, verse 6, where it says, Whosoever sheds man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for the image of God made he man, all right? So in other words, look at this, very, very powerful verse, very powerful, a verse that uh, makes more sense than all of the racist and racial nonsense that mankind is involved in today, okay? Why is man precious, all right? Uh, why do not just black lives, I'm telling you, black lives, red lives, white lives, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what your pedigree is, right? It, it matters for this reason. In Genesis 9 and 6, Whosoever sheds man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. All of mankind is precious to God, not just any one race. That is why I can never just say black lives matter. I cannot. Even though I am a black man, okay, quote unquote, I am. No, no, no. As far as God is concerned, you can talk about me, me down, okay, I'm not a, 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 a social kind of, political kind of guy. I'm just telling you what the Bible says, okay? All men are precious in God's sight. Sorry. I cannot change it. God said it that way, okay? And uh, we need to get on board with the, uh, the, the movement of Jesus Christ in this regard. All right. So, whosoever sheds man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. That's Genesis chapter 9. And, and then verse 7. 
this is uh, Genesis chapter 9, verse 6. Now Genesis 9 and 7. And you be fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth, and multiply therein. And God spake unto Noah and his sons with him, saying, And behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you. And with every, then verse 10, and with every living creature that is with you, of the fowl of the cattle, and of every beast of the earth, and you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. Then verse 11, and I will establish my covenant with you, neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood, neither shall there be any more a flood to destroy the earth. This is a promise that God made at this time. All of this is called a part of the uh, of Noah's covenant, so to speak, right? Where there will never be, didn't say there weren't going to be floods, but there will never be a worldwide flood to destroy the earth as what happened in his day. And he gave a sign uh, of this, right, uh, that you can observe sometimes when it happens. Me and Sister Moss once went out uh, in Detroit near the river and saw the most beautiful rainbow you could ever see. Notice, talks about that. In Genesis 9:15, about the rainbow, it says, And the bow shall be in the cloud, okay? and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. Now, when it says that I may remember, God's not saying here that he forgets. He is just uh, ascending to our language so that we can understand that every time we see that, it lets us know that uh, there will be no destruction of the world anymore by the waters of a flood. Okay? Then, verse 17, And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. And the, and the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem, Ham, Jephthah, and Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. Okay? And so they began to populate. The earth began to repopulate again. It says here in verse 20, And Noah began to be a husbandman and planted a vineyard. Uh Uh-oh. Verse 21, And he drank of the wine and was drunk, and he was uncovered within his tent. Uh Uh-oh. Here, here, fresh off the ark, and already there's trouble. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. What do you want for dinner? That same old question, again. Nowadays, it seems that all restaurants are pretty much the same. How about something different, something meaty, juicy, smoky? 
I'm talking fall off the bone, melt in your mouth, fingers drenched in sauce, barbecue. That barbecue where savory juices drip from the perfectly smoked dry rub meat every time you take a bite. Kaya Smokehouse promises the best barbecue in southeast Michigan, featuring locally sourced meats, poultry, and produce to ensure quality fresh ingredients in all its dishes. The one-of-a-kind rustic industrial setting is warm and inviting, and our enclosed screen patio is perfect for your private event, up to 80 guests. It's an experience that can only be had at Kaya Smokehouse in Wolverine Lake. Find us online at kayagrill.com. That's C-A-Y-A grill.com. Here at Faith Talk, our desire is for you to grow in the grace of God. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell blesses our airwaves every weekday with the good news of our Lord. Get a modern Teach Talk perspective on Scripture and real-world problems. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell. Listen to Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell weekday mornings at 11 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500 or online at faithtalkdetroit.com. Download the free radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQB FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. If you have a question, if you do, you better call it in in a hurry because the time is a-moving. But we've had a great time with uh, Mr. Smith. Now back into the uh, book of Genesis, uh, Noah's flood, okay, uh, here has ended, and they've come off of the ark, and then some things happen that should not have happened. Because it says in Genesis chapter 9 and verse 20, And Noah began to be a husbandman, and he planted a vineyard, and he drank of the wine, and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. In other words, didn't have on any clothes. In his drunken state, he was there with no clothes, naked. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father, and told his two brethren without. Now, what happened is, when Ham saw this, he, the thing he should have done was to cover his father, no doubt. Okay? But instead of that, uh, when he saw the nakedness of his father, he told his two brethren without. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness. Right? So they didn't look at it. They went backwards and, I guess, in that sense, showing more respect for him. All right? Okay. Then, verse 24, And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. Okay? Now, notice his focus is on uh, the, 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 the younger son, okay, uh, Canaan. 
And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. Now, a lot of people have taken this to be uh, a curse that involves skin color. And I don't know where they get that from. There's nothing about this curse that has anything to do with the color of his skin. Not at all. Okay? It says, and he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Breath be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. I guess since um, uh, we, uh, so much is said about black slavery, you know, people have a tendency to think that uh, if it's talking about a slave, it must be talking about someone black. But that's not true. Slaves have been made of almost every nation that's ever existed on the, on the planet. All right? Uh, whites have been enslaved. Chinese have been enslaved. All, all kinds of folks have been enslaved. It is not, slavery is not something that's just attached to one color, believe me. It says here, if you study your history, you can pull that out easily. Notice here, verse 26, and he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Jacob. He shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. And nor lived after he... After the flood, 350 years. Wow, still a long time here. And all the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. Look at these long lifespans they had back then without any of the medical care we have to have today. Okay? Shows you that back here, uh, close to creation time, uh, man was pretty steady. We've only gotten weaker since. Okay? All right. So that gives us the account here of looking at uh, the flood. Then it goes into genealogies again. Now, you guys, if you're studying through the book of Genesis, you've got to read those genealogies. Now, I'm not. I want you to read them, okay? <laughs> read all the genealogies just to know, uh, look at, uh, recognize some of the names and places that are named there. Uh, I'm going to move to the text in Genesis 11, but definitely uh, uh, on this journey, do read uh, those uh, uh, genealogies. They're fascinating, and every time you read them, it tells you something, that Genesis is describing history, things that actually happen. No one makes a fairy tale and includes genealogies like this, okay? So yeah, that is what we need to understand. So let's pick it up at Genesis chapter 11. Okay. Genesis chapter 11. Do you want to see foreshadowing in the Bible? Do you want to see the book of Genesis okay, tell us something which actually we see uh, even more accurately taking place or something that happens again in the book of Revelation? That's right. Notice here, Genesis chapter 11. Here in Genesis chapter 11, you will find what has been the major plan of mankind throughout human history. Let me say that again. Here, in Genesis chapter 11, you see the major plan, the major plan that uh, man has, and the devil, for mankind, right here in Genesis 11. What is that plan? What is it? Notice, Genesis 11 and 1. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. 
and they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, here's what they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top, whose top may reach unto heaven. You hear that? And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. What is man's plan? What has it been from the very beginning? To unite. To unite. To come up with a one world government. We see it right here in Genesis 11. Okay? And then we see the fruition of this okay, in the book of Revelation, okay? which we probably won't get to uh, today, but we will be dealing with it. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen size premium go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code run to win you will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the giza dreams bed sheets the my pillow mattress topper and my pillow towel sets or call 800-919-5912 800-919-5912 800-919-5912 and use the promo code run to win at checkout for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's Hi up? There? Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround or for a free, no-obligation digital audit, visit us at surrounddetroit.com. Here at Faith Talk, our desire is for you to grow in the grace of God. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell blesses our airwaves every weekday with the good news of our Lord. Get a modern teach-talk perspective on Scripture and real-world problems. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell. Listen to Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell weekday mornings at 11 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500 or online at faithtalkdetroit.com. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 
Area code 866-423-9578. Even though it looks like we're running out of time, might not be able to get in a, uh, a caller because when you guys do call and ask questions, you ask some deep stuff. But still, we're headed in some deep territory. Looking here at Genesis chapter 11. Listen, what we're seeing in Genesis, you're looking at the, the grand plan of Satan that he's been using throughout human history, okay? Unity, okay? Uniting the world, but have them focusing on him. Where it says in Genesis 11:1, 1, And the whole earth was with one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, another term for Babylon. And they dwelt there, and they said one to another, Go to. Let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. Then they said, Go to, let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. Wow, okay? Uh, whose top may reach unto heaven. And the culture of that time tells us that they were erecting this so that they could worship idol gods or, and made-up gods. Uh, uh, it says, And let us make us a name. At least we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They have all one language. And this they began to do, to try to build a tower where they can reach the gods. And now nothing will be restrained from them that they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. And the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from hence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of the earth. That's right, but this is going to come back. Definitely what happened here, the Tower of Babel was destroyed, but it comes back in the future. In the book of Revelation, we see this again. We see it again. That's what I'm going to be preaching about on Sunday. We will be looking at the mark. That's right, the mark of the beast. What is it? We're going to deal with a lot of controversy concerning this mark. Some folks think that it is uh, 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 the vaccine okay, that's dealing with the coronavirus. Yes, listen. Uh, definitely we need to be careful uh, in making sure we do the best we can dealing with COVID. But listen, it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the mark of the beast. Okay? Nothing. None of this. Okay? Definitely it's a general fulfillment of prophecy and that there will be pestilences coming, and this is one of them, but it has nothing to do. If you want to know what the mark is all about okay, and who started the whole concept of marking human beings, you want to be at our Sunday service at 11 o'clock, okay, this Sunday, 10709 Grand River, 10709 Grand River, uh, Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. Uh, there we follow the CDC guidelines. We wear masks, in fact, the social distancing, but we encourage you to come. We are open, and we're dealing with the mark. Where does it come from? You'll be shocked to find out who started the whole deal of the mark, all right? Okay, so remember that, and notice here, how what we see in Genesis, okay, uh, it comes back, okay, it comes back. And here this, uh, we see uh, that this tower was destroyed by God. And in the future, okay, when this is done, uh, also God is going to uh, uh, come against it then. But it's very interesting 
that the book of Genesis foreshadows things that come in the future. Because as you read Genesis chapter 11, what you need to think about is Revelation chapter 17 and Revelation chapter 18, where we see Babel coming back with all of its glory, okay, and probably more of its ugly glory, let us say. And we're going to find out also how Jesus Christ uh, does the very opposite of this, okay? Because you're going to see in the Gospels where Jesus says, absolutely, okay, that he did not come to bring peace. <laughs> he didn't come. The world believes that what solves their problem is peace, okay? All of us becoming one, singing Kumbuya, getting our own leader. Jesus says he did not come to bring peace, okay? Well, how are you going to accomplish peace, Lord, if you didn't come to bring peace? We'll find out, okay? We will find out. The next time, we start here with the book of Genesis. So tell a neighbor, tell a friend, if you want to get into uh, prophetic studies, need to be at Strictly Biblical, 10709 Grand River at Oakland, 10709 Grand River at Oakland. Bring your Bible, because we are looking at the mark, okay? We're looking at the mark. And uh, definitely it's something you don't want to miss. All right. God bless you, everyone. Please uh, donate to keep this ministry going. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We love our pastors, don't we? Well, here's how you can show them undeniably that you do when you enter the Pastor Appreciation Rest and Relaxation Getaway Giveaway. Enter for your pastor's chance to win a seven-day getaway for two to the Cove in North Carolina. Includes airfare, meals, a $500 Visa gift card, and more. Show your pastor you love and appreciate them for the hard work they do. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com to enter the Pastor Appreciation Rest and Relaxation Getaway Giveaway. Shop online at gotahalfitnow.com to discover great local deals and 50% off gift certificates for businesses around Metro Detroit. Spa Mariana, Birmingham's favorite day spa, is offering a $50 gift certificate for $25. Use it on an array of mind, body, and spirit treatments, including meditation classes, facials, or their signature Spa Mariana massage. Go to gotahalfitnow.com. That's gotta, H-A-L-F, itnow.com to purchase a $50 gift certificate for just $25 to Spa Mariana in Birmingham. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.